You'll never guess this, guys. The St. Louis Federal Reserve, they're warning the potential of economic ruin of modern monetary theory. Who would have guessed? They put on paper the Federal Reserve that modern monetary theory will ruin us. And you may be like, Matt, what is modern monetary theory? Well, it's basically the idea that you can spend whatever you want as long as inflation's low and use deficits to fuel growth and to reduce inequality. You know, the Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warrens, the AOCs of the world. They're warning you if you use deficits to try to grow and reduce inequality, it's going to ruin us as a nation. Isn't that great that it's like every Democrat is doing this? They're lobbying for it in some uh, shape or form? Oh, it's so wonderful. And I love this too, is they call it, they don't just say deficits. They say deficit spending because it sounds better. Like obviously deficits can't help you grow when you're spending more than you make. That's that's obviously not going to help you grow, but deficit spending will, because that sounds so much better. And hope it's just as stupid as it is in your own life when you buy and spend and use more than you bring in, you're going to be ruined. And it's applicable and true. It's a universal law that applies to every organization. Now, in the case of our large organization, our country, It doesn't mean that we're going to be ruined or file bankruptcy. It means there's other consequences. It it has the same principle, but different consequences. See, when you're an individual, unless you have student loans, and you have so much debt you can't pay off, you file bankruptcy, and it gets all wiped away, except for student loans. Governments print more money, or they borrow more money, or they raise taxes. All negative consequences. You know, your money means less. The borrowing money costs more or what was the other one? Or they raise taxes. All things we don't like. No, raising deficits, using deficits do not fuel a growth and nothing is ever going to make us equal. We're always going to have inequality and we want it. We want high producers to make more than low producers because the whole society better or betters themselves. I don't want the drug dealer on the street to be as rich as Bill Gates. I want that income inequality, and you should too. Oh, welcome to the show. Hi, how you doing? This is HGBT, my name is Matt Williams. Thank you for listening, sharing the show, tagging a friend. That's the highest form of compliment you can give a podcaster, and I really appreciate it. And I also will appreciate it if you become a member. You go over to fightlaughfeast.com, put an HTBT in the memo field, fightlaughfeast.com, HTBT in the memo field. It's a perfect Christmas gift, that's right around the corner. And it's a great gift for yourself as well. You will be supporting us. You'll be blessing us. You'll be keeping great, wonderful entertainment like ours on on air. And you will be getting great content for yourself. It's like a blessing all around. So what are you waiting for? Go over to fightlaughfeast.com. Put an HTBT in a memo field. These podcasts might get a little silly. I've noticed I'm doing my second one in the same day because I'm prepping for my travel and I'm just, you know, this is going off the rails already. So, but let's talk about something seriously first. So serious, it's very serious for a second. Hollywood. And I do mean this. This is 
this is serious. The first story, there's two stories I want to talk about. And this really illustrates a broader point. So there's two stories that illustrate a broader point for me. And the broader point is this. I'll just tell you right off the bat. I'll Quentin Tarantino this. Is that you cannot separate your life from your work. You can't separate it from any part of your life. Because what you do in one area molds you and changes you for the better or for the worse. And that impacts all these other areas of life. So some people realize this. I had some friends at Pepperdine in business school who would hire people and they would interview their wives, not just them. And that was a unique way that a lot of people couldn't prepare for because they've never seen it before. They don't see articles written about like, how do you prepare your wife and how do you prepare your dynamic together to do this interview? But the idea was that you will be able to know more about that person from their wife and vice versa. And I thought that was interesting and that is true because we cannot isolate our lives. How we act in the home is gonna impact how we act at church, how we act in the public life, how we act on Facebook, how we act in our business. It may look differently, but these are all driving forces and it goes back to what we've talked about before. There isn't just one culture. We have tons of cultures driving and influencing behavior. So here is the one where the personal life, this is a story where the personal life is influencing his work life. Apple, who, you know, they have a new streaming service out. You get it free for a year if you buy a device. They said they're delaying the release of the banker because an assault was accused by somebody in the show. I'm assuming it was somebody high profile on the show. They wouldn't just do it for like a film crew member or something, but somebody in the actual movie, an actor. They were accused of assault by a family member. And this is really applicable. I'm sorry. Gosh. I don't know. San Francisco's calling me. That could be a few people. This is like accentuated and we're getting to see really like the extreme consequences of this because of the nature and the culture we're in or the, you know, the time that we're living in the me too movement and all these things. Now I'm not even saying that they shouldn't be doing this. I don't know. I don't know if it's true or not. I haven't seen any of the proof, but the mere accusation of assault is delaying the release of a production. It's impacting the not just Apple, but all the other people on the set and all the other people that participated in this movie as well. Now, I don't know how the payouts work and if there's any structure to you know, how well the movie performs. You get a higher bonus or you get a higher salary. I know they do that sometimes in the movie industry. But how many people are being impacted because of one incident that wasn't even related to the movie? Now, think of it from a broader scope of how you engage, how you train up your children, how you act as a family, how you portray yourself to others, and how that starts creating a ripple effect that creates a culture in the society and so forth that we create these new, I don't know what you want to call it, standards. We create these new you know, rules and and more and more people have less and less standards when we enter a time where our country is where we are today. But the thing is, is just like, this is just one case, but these cases happen more and more and more. 
if it's I'm not even talking about the assault anymore, but just that how we act is driving and changing, not just our work, but it's also changing our politics It's are changing our conversations and it matters. It's impactful. And this is just a broader point of that. We can't isolate and we can't silo, like I said, and this one incident, true or not, and how you picked your family that they would accuse you of it if it's not true or how you behaved yourself if it is true has impacted thousands of lives, thousands of lives just from working on this one film. And it should remind us that it is important who we hire, not just from a skills perspective of their hard skills, soft skills, you know, can they do what we want, but are they a moral person? Are they virtuous? Are they value? Um, do they have values? And that's kind of hard to do in our climate with all the regulations and what you can ask and what you cannot ask. But maybe it is something like in, you know, interviewing the wife or the spouse as well. It's interesting times we live in, but it the character matters more than ever in this climate. Ironically, by the side who <laughs> rejects all values and very relativistic. But I guarantee you that they would be wanting a Christian who's not beating another family member and who's living a virtuous life over whoever this is because they can release that movie faster. So it's interesting the dynamics here to play. Now, I heard about this, and this is really sad. And this is the other way around, where your work life is impacting you personally and your personal life and your family life. Now, Game of Thrones, you've heard of it, I'm sure. You've watched it probably, statistically. Maybe it's with VidAngel. Maybe you just don't watch certain scenes or whatever you do. So it came out that one of the stars forgot her name, forgot the character's name, forgive me. But she had to do nude scenes and explicit scenes. And I'm just going to keep it at that. I won't get any more graphic than that. Nude scenes, explicit scenes. And it came out that she was drinking vodka heavily and crying and motivating herself to do these scenes for obvious reasons she knew it was wrong. She didn't want to do them, but yet the role role called for it, and so she did it. And I don't know, again, like I don't know if you're you know not watching or you're not watching scenes that are inappropriate that you shouldn't be watching as a Christian. You're using VidAngel where it just filters them out. But as Christians, should we be even participating and contributing to these things at all, even if you're not watching the scenes, even if you're using a, you know, like VidAngel that filters out all that content where you can't watch it because you're still giving a view to the movie. You're still renting it, buying it. You're still paying for a subscription that produces it. And what is happening in work is forcing people to drink so much that they can get themselves to do something they know is wrong. And they're breaking down crying. You think that's left on the set? You don't think she's bringing that home? You don't think that is doing things to herself, to the other people involved? You don't think that sin is penetrating and going to all of these different relationships that she has, all these different spheres of authority, all these cultures that she's bringing that back to? No, that's part of her now. And as Christians, I just want to ask us, like, is it worth it to be entertained, to be cool, to be able to, you know, find out what happens at the end, to be able to be in a part of the conversations? Is it worth as a Christian to support and to help 
prop up these things. And it's not just Game of Thrones. I mean, name it. What other movies, what other shows, what other series are out there that do the same things? Pornography even. I mean, how many of us have been dealing with that? And statistically, it's a lot of us. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Because it's not just about you anymore with these things. It's you're supporting what's happening to that actor. Because, again, there's a lie that says that what happens in the movies, it's just acting. It doesn't really, you know, it's not reality. It's just for the part. Those divisions don't exist. They're made up to make people feel better. To make you feel better to be able to watch it and not be okay with it. To be okay with those graphic scenes. To be okay with seeing people, you know, being a prostitute and basically selling themselves for the role, for their career, for their money. But I don't think it's okay. And I mean, reading that story just really even got me. Because honestly, I've watched some of these things where, you know, I've filtered them out, looked away, all those things. I've done I've done it all. I'm, I'm honest. I'm, I'm being honest with you. But I felt really bad about this because I was asking myself, whoever this actress was that did this, and again, I honestly don't remember who it was. You can probably look it up. Is how can I preach the gospel to her? And how can I be there and say, hey, you know, I care for you and I want you to know that Jesus loves you and preach this gospel to her of salvation, of redemption when I'm supporting this industry and supporting these kinds of movies and supporting these roles. It's not legalism. It's not, I'm not saying that like you lose your salvation. I'm not saying that, you know, it's just like, do we want to be doing this? Is this the wisest way that we can use our freedom? Is this the wisest way that we we can be using our time, not only for ourselves and what it does to us and our mindsets and how it has us in our flesh, but also what it's doing and how, what we're supporting to the actual, actual people in the business. You see, it's all related. You can't filter it out. What you do in your business impacts your house. What you do in your home impacts your business. It impacts your career negatively and positively. So just something to think about. It really broke my heart to um, hear about that. All right, let's go on to some, something a lot lighter. Before I do that, just wanted to shout out that we have still some slots open at, at the end of February. If you want to get in, start advertising to a community of business engaged people. Podcasting is one of the best places to get your brand out. You can get thousands and thousands of people listening to you, hearing about your brand, hearing about your message. If you want to reach out, you can find me and Matt at howtobuild10.com. Love to hear from you and talk about what you are uh, doing and what you're all about. So uh, think about that. Pray about that. Okay, Target. Now, we talked about Target a little bit before from their digital strategy, but it's really actually amazing. I have, I want to show you this, and this is why I wanted to talk about them again, because if you look at their stock performance, oh, I, I sent it to myself so I can print it out. When you look at their stock performance and how they perform to the rest of the um, industry lately, here, I'm going to throw this up here right now if my phone doesn't like, oh gosh. Apple, for some reason, ever since I got the new update, okay, I have it now, so I don't have to delay, but I'm going to just tell you this anyways. Ever since the last update, I have to click on the link. It gives me an error. I have to exit out, and then I have to re-click on it again, and then it works. It's super annoying. I'm telling you. Steve Jobs would have never let the company get to where it has been with uh, Tim Cook. It's, It's a disgrace, honestly. So Target, if you look at this, look at the black line. That is Target. And look at those other lines, Walmart, the S&P 500, the S&P 500 retailing industry. 
they're all in the 20, 25% gains, 20 to 30% gains. This year, Target is on 90 something, 92%, 93% gains. They are just outpacing the market. It looks like a whole mountain range behind the planes of the rest of these indices and all of the, their competition, Walmart. They have been doing a fantastic job. This cheap, chic retailer. And what they're doing, and they, I don't know if there was, who did this? Was this the, the uh, reporter talking about this or them themselves? But they basically labeled this and labeled it this way, and I love it. And this is so applicable for us. If it's your family, your business, whatever it is, for yourself, personal, you know, transformation. This is what they call it, transforming while performing. I love that. Because in real life, you can't push pause. You can't hit the reset button like you do on video games, right? So you got to figure out a way that you can transform and reinvent yourself, but at the same time still live, still be performing, still delivering results. So how do you do that? And I love Target as an example because they're so big, right? And there's so many moving parts to this. But it's applicable because we can take the principle of how do we transform ourselves while performing. And even though it's this a big, huge publicly traded company, we can do it in our own families. We can do it in our own lives. We can do it in our own small businesses or side hustles. It's looking for ways to transform while performing. They're opening and remodeling. They have an exclusive private label brand. And these are the things that are driving. But this last year, they remodeled 300 stores. And they're going to do 1,000 more by 2020. And they have different sizes depending on where they are. They have a clothing line that they can't, that Amazon and all these other places can't compete with, which is interesting. So they're leveraging their image, again, of cheap and chic. Cheap and chic. Amazon can compete on cheap, but they can't really compete with chic when Target has their own private labels. When they are remodeling stores to create an experience for you to go to, Amazon cannot do that right now. Now, they might try to do that with other things. They've been doing it with food, with um, Whole Foods or whole paycheck, if you want to call it that. But I mean, their women's line, Target's women's line, it's called a New Day. I think it's called New Day, a New Day. It already surpassed $1 billion. And their digital strategy is phenomenal. We've talked about that in a previous episode. We're not going to go into that. But they are always looking for ways to improve. And they're trying and testing out new things. They're doing new pilots. They're doing new, not just new systems and processes, like cutting down the supply chain, like the hydroponic story that we talked about last episode. But they're also trying new brands. They're also trying new segments. And they're not afraid to fail. And they've turned around this image that they've had for five years. I think it was like five years ago. You know, they had some political stuff with the, the, you know, letting men into women's rooms and all that stuff, which is terrible. Uh, but they've, they were going downhill long before that, before those protests happened. But these are a few points that I've gotten from them that we can apply to our own lives. They weren't afraid to make mistakes. They're, they're willing to fail. And you think about what they are failing at. They're failing out their grocery segment. And that's a large chunk of their store for them not to be performing well in. And I'm thinking, like, why would they fail at that? And I think it's just, it just isn't a congruent. It isn't synonymous. You don't think of cheap and chic. And you don't think food. I don't want cheap and chic food. I want quality food. I want food that is either going to be affordable or I want high quality food. Like I don't need it to be fashionable food. I mean, maybe there's certain things that are fashionable. I'm thinking like wine, maybe um, some kind of snacks or whatnot. But for the most part, I'm not going to the grocery store because I'm looking for cheap and chic. 
I'm either looking for the best prices or I'm looking for organic, high quality, prime meat. And I just don't see Target's image fitting that. And that might be one of the big problems that they have. Because I mean, they're if you go down those sections, they're clean, they're stocked. I, I honestly don't have anything wrong with it. It just, it doesn't really fit for me from a brand perspective, which is a good lesson for us too, right? We need to be um, consistent with our image, consistent with our brand. And if we want to be different, then we got to change our image and our brand personally or in our business as well. They're intentional. They have strategic um, implementations of different things that they're trying from their digital perspective, from their clothing lines. They know what they're doing and they are being, they're following through with it. And they're very wise in that way. So I just wanted you to use that as an example. It's so great because you can go into a Target store yourself and you can see what they're doing. You can go into different Target stores in different locations because they're different sizes depending on the location. They're using the geography to help shape their strategy for those individual markets. And you can look for it and like, think about it. Like, how, what are they doing? What is any store, what is any company doing? Not just Target. But what are they doing? What do I like about them? Why do I want to keep coming back? What value are they providing to me? And how can I provide that to my employer? How can I provide that to my company? How can I provide that in my own business, in my own industry? And that's when you start being successful. So let's go out. Have a great day. We'll talk to you tomorrow.